Women Want to Hear Women, where we put the spotlight on country music's most talented ladies. Be a part of moving the conversation forward with your host, Elena Smith. All right, welcome back to the podcast that is reclaiming the narrative that women don't want to hear women. It's a phrase that I've been told in this industry for years, and I'm just over it because I love listening to women and their point of views, and I know that guys do too, so this isn't just about women. It's about everybody. Each week, we highlight a female artist and just have real conversations about their life, their struggles, and whatever else comes up. We just talk. So super amped about our guest this week. It's weird to think that it's been half a decade since we first saw Danielle Bradbury on The Voice. Remember at the time she was the youngest winner ever? And she was like this tiny little precious angel baby with a huge voice. I loved her. And uh, well, a lot has changed for her over the past few years. And while she's had some great success, there have been a lot of frustrations. We're going to get into that and so much more. So let's just go for it. Yeah. Before we get started, I want to welcome care of to the show. I had been seeing this monthly subscription vitamin service for a while now. It's the one that has daily personalized vitamin and supplement packs delivered right to your door. They have your name on them. It's like the cutest. Finally, I tried it and I will literally never be the same. It is so fun and you're actually doing something great for yourself. All you got to do is take care of's online quiz. They ask you about your diet, health goals, lifestyle choices. It takes like five minutes and they figure out what vitamins and supplements you need. And don't worry, your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time. Oh, and there are vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. So for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code ELENA. That's TakeCareOf.com, promo code E-L-A-I-N-A. Well, Danielle Bradbury, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Oh, I have been wanting to get you in here for a while. I have been loving your album for the past year and just watching you you for the longest time. I mean, like, obviously, people kind of first got introduced to you back in 2013. Yes. With The Voice. I'm sure you remember. You were 16. (laughs) I was only 16. Yeah. Wild. So when I was, like, starting to get ready for this interview, I was was thinking about, like, where I was when I was in 2013 and, like... (laughs) How I feel that was right before I moved to Nashville. Okay. And I feel like I don't even know the person that I was then anymore. Oh, I feel the same exact you way. You do? Oh yeah. So like, I mean, how do you, how do you think that you've really changed? Like what, what's the big thing that stands out to you and how you've changed from that? Um, oh man, I was probably the shyest person you'd ever meet. And yeah. I, you know, obviously when you're that young, you're still trying to figure out so much. 16 years old is when you are like at the cusp of puberty and like the all weird stuff about to happen is literally about to hit you in the face yes. <laughs> or is hitting you in the face and i was just you know i was wanting to change my hair i was wanting to dress i was still trying to figure out my style like right. that's i mean those years are and i'm and i'm 22 now and i'm still <laughs> struggling and i'm still trying to figure out a lot of things but um i think the biggest thing that changed for me is my confidence and you know mm-hmm. how i carry myself and Obviously, this industry makes you grow up a little bit faster than the norm, and that helped with that too. But, you know, just life helped me, you know, stand up for myself more, speak yeah. up, and be more confident. And it's it's funny that we talk about this because I actually went in a rabbit hole of my old uh, The Voice like performances on YouTube. The other day. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that you do that too because um, I do that all the time. Like it's embarrassing and where I, I end up. Don't do it a lot, but I 
I was watching The Voice currently, and I think they're in the live shows, almost the finale, and I was like, huh, like, I want to see how I carried myself on stage, because I obviously know how I do it on stage now, and I went and looked back, and I was literally, like, telling my younger self through the screen, like, oh, my God, dance more, or, like, oh, my God, what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, that's got to be rough, because, like, I mean, I look back at videos of me when I was, like, 16, and, you know, only my parents really have those videos, but I'm even, like, cringing at the fact that they have them. Oh, my God. Oh, I tell everybody. The world has them. The world watched me hit puberty. (laughs) They watched me be my my most awkward self ever. Well, (laughs) do you feel like you never really have to be embarrassed by anything? Because that's very true. I mean, I don't think you were embarrassing on the show. I think you were adorable and so sweet. And I loved it. But I get that. I mean, you're also our own worst critics, right? Oh, wow. And I'm like, it's so funny. Earlier today, they're like, oh my God, you're so mean to yourself. I'm like, I try not to be. And so when I'm watching myself at 16, I'm like, like, oh my, I just want to put a bag over my head. Right. Well, I always think about that because, you know, there are so many young kids that end yeah. up doing that because you're trying to follow your dream mm-hmm. and you get the opportunity to do something like mm-hmm. The Voice. Do you ever look back and kind of regret that you didn't wait longer or are you glad that you jumped into it? You know, I'm all about timing and, you know, I think when things happen, it's when it's supposed to. And so I, I think everything was supposed to happen the way it did. And I, mm-hmm. you know being there when I was 16 and my mom signing me up without me knowing like every step of the way, I feel like it was supposed to happen that way. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, it got me to do so many amazing things and it got me here. So I'm like, I think everything was great, but yeah. when I have my moments where I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So no, when I've been listening, like I said, for the past year to your debut or your sophomore album, yeah. I don't believe me, but, and I noticed that there's so many different kinds of musical influence on there. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder, like, did you always want to do country or it, did you just kind of fall into it because of the show or like, how did that work out? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I am influenced by so many different genres of music. You know, I grew up listening from country to R&B. My mom's side of the family listened to Hispanic music and mm-hmm. like Latino music and all that stuff. And so literally when you say uh, I've listened to everything, I have listened to everything. And um, so it's automatically in my head and I'm always, da- I love to dance. I like hip hop music too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, country music was more of like the comfortable. I love the storytelling part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Obviously, my second record was very, very honest and vulnerable, and and I love that that side of country music. And so I think that's what led me to do the genre. And you know, the voice obviously highlighted me as the blonde country singer, right. you know, with braids in my hair and all that stuff. But um, I think it was, you know, I've always loved it, and there wasn't another genre that I that I had to be in. It was always country, and it always fell that way. But the more that I do music and the more I get into writing and all that, the more my other influences come right. out. So it's it's really cool to, you know, find all that now and, and just see where my music's going. So would the dream be to like be a crossover artist too? I that would be pretty cool. I, I'm not going to lie. I have thought about that. And, you know, you never know what the future is going to hold. But I, I do love all all of that. And I love singing that type of music, too. So you know, you never know what, what we might put happen. it out in the universe. You need to be on like somebody's um, 
collaboration and oh, get into I, that world. I want like that to way. really bad. Right? <laughs> like, it could be so good for that. Okay. So now that you are a year from having just released your album, your sophomore yeah. album, you're looking back. And I mean, we're going to talk about your, the vocals project mm-hmm. in a little bit here, but looking back at that year and seeing what the album has done for me, I mean, like real talk, it sway was one of my favorite songs oh, of you. the last year into this year. Like I That's lost awesome. it. I think I tweeted about it like a million times. I probably annoyed <laughs> a lot of people because I was just like, this song is so good. Oh, thank but you. But there has been that song and a handful of others that just really kind of pissed me off that they didn't do better, like with radio and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like from your point of view, and we know that that's, this is part of the female conversation of women in radio, but how do you deal with that? And especially for aspiring singers and artists listening right now, like when you put that passion project out there and it doesn't get little up from radio that it should have, yeah. how do you move forward? You know, it is frustrating and I won't lie. Like, yeah, it is frustrating and annoying and I have my thoughts about it because, you know, when you're putting out a record and especially one that you put a lot of heart into and you actually shed a tear over or, you know, it's literally like a diary. You're you're risking a lot of secrets and all these things going out to a lot of people that are listening to your music and hoping obviously everybody loves it. And, you know, for me, I want, you know, my fans and everyone to connect with the music and maybe my music helped them in a way and all of these things that you're hoping for. And I mean, I can speak for a lot of artists when you're about to put out a record, you, you're nervous, you're excited, you're every emotion you can think of mm-hmm. because you want it to do good and you want everybody to love it. And obviously, and, and so it's, it's hard when it doesn't, you know, stick or it doesn't do okay because you're, again, you're, you're putting out a lot of vulnerable stuff and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, your secrets aren't good enough, basically. And you're like, oh, right. perfect. And I hate that it would make anybody feel that way because, I mean, oh, they yeah. are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it you're, was amazing. Your honesty is, yeah. you know, kind of, it's disrespected in a way. And, and you know, I hate that it's that way. And I don't know why it is. Mm-hmm. And I would love to know. <laughs> well, yeah. And, it's, and I imagine that it's even harder for artists like you because you you go around and you do radio like everywhere you yeah. go and you have people like sorry but there are so many people that will like you know be up your butt about everything be like, oh my god you're amazing you're blah 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 mm-hmm. and then don't follow through so mm-hmm. there of course is this huge problem of the lack of women in country radio yeah you had have and still have a lot of really strong, powerful people behind you. You have great writers. You have, of course, Blake Shelton. You have Thomas Rhett, who you just had a song with. Mm-hmm. What is it about the men in country music? What What do you think that they need to and maybe are doing to kind of help move this conversation forward? Um. Oh man. Uh, I think you know the men are doing great, and I think. You know, for us women, we shouldn't bash the men for, you know, mm-hmm. being ahead of us. I feel like we need to be neutral about everything. And overall, I feel like it shouldn't be one over the other. I mean, the guys are doing great. They have their great songs. A lot of them sing so good and there's nothing wrong with them. But I think the way they could help is just, you know, talk about it as much as we do. Yeah. Because we get asked all the questions like, oh, why aren't women doing great or what's going on I'm like it's almost it's like it's not our fault like why are you asking us I don't know yeah (laughs) like ask everybody not just the women Mm -hmm. I feel like if it's just the women it's only gonna stay in the women and and not be worldwide like it should be so 
I mean, the guys should talk about it too and, and not be afraid to. I feel like we should all just pitch in. Do you ever have conversations with guys in the industry about this? And if so, yeah. like, what are they saying to you? Oh, yeah, I, I do. And, you know, they say the same thing. And it's funny, a lot of people don't realize that they they hear us out and they feel the same exact way. They're like, you know, it's it's crazy. It's yeah. I hate that it's happening and we feel for you guys and all that stuff. And they're so sweet about it. And so I feel like if people did ask them, like, it would be a good answer <laughs> for real. And that's yeah. what we're trying to do. So if any guys are listening, like we've been trying to invite people to come totally. on here to come and talk about this. Yeah. Because I think you're a hundred percent right. Like we all need to do this together. We yeah. all need to address the problem together and then solve it because it's, that's the strangest thing. And somebody just tweeted me today and um, was like, Hey, all of this great conversations happening, but why hasn't it changed anything? Mm-hmm. And we're still trying to figure it out. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry to the person who tweeted me. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out. But I think that that is, uh, that it's just important that we continue to talk about it. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Another thing that we really like to touch on on this podcast is the Me Too movement. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> we, we've had a lot of people that have come through and shared some pretty crazy stories about what has happened throughout the industry and, and being a woman in the industry. I kind of figured that maybe you've kind of been protected, right? Because you mm-hmm. started so young. You had people like Blake Shelton behind you. You have people, again, like Thomas Rhett with you and everything. Do you ever experience uncomfortable moments? And if you do, for the sake of making sure that people know they're not alone and know how to deal with it, how do you deal with that? Um, I do have a lot of support and I, I do feel protected. It's funny mm-hmm. you say that because I really do, you know, starting at 16 and having a coach that's one of the biggest male country artists in country, mm-hmm. um, I feel like, you know, I I am protected. And he w- he made sure that I was prepared for a lot. And I do remember Blake saying, you know, it is a hard industry. You're a girl. Things are going to happen. You never know what's going to be said to you. You're going to grow up and like, you never know. You never know yeah. what's going to happen. And I feel like every single woman has had one hiccup or somebody said something, whatever. But I honestly, I haven't had a crazy story. You know, some people say things and I just kind of blow over. I'm like, okay, whatever. But the way I deal with it is is that I just, I kind of ignore it and, and turn it a different way before it can ever go just Further. past that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, for people that are dealing with it, I... I hate that. And, and I just feel like you just have to, you know, block it out and don't listen, you know, focus on you and and know that whatever they say doesn't define you. So, well, and you, you really do exude a lot of confidence, especially with songs like worth it. And do you have a lot of fans reach out to you and, and ask you advice about whether it be something like that or about relationships that they're in, especially because you've become, you, you have a voice there. Yeah, I do get a lot of direct messages and, you know, meet and greets and people that I meet at shows and everything. They tell me all these stories. And I actually just played a show in Texas and I went around to sign after the show and take pictures. And one girl told me and I haven't got this. I've gotten this a lot. And and one girl was like, you know, your song worth it. Help me get out of an unhealthy relationship. And I never could before the song. And I was like, that is unbelievable. That, you know, that's what I want in my music is to 
is to help somebody. And I know a lot of music has helped me in a way. And I'm like, you know, when I make music one day, I want to do that. Yeah. And to hear that, I'm like, it's a pinch me moment. I'm mm-hmm. like, that is so cool. And so I do get a lot of those stories that they've overcome, the, the, like all of that, and they haven't found the words, and then they heard worth it, and they were able to get out of it and all of that stuff. I'm like, it, it's crazy. Like you can actually <laughs> change the direction of someone's yeah. life. That's oh, huge. Yeah. That's a different way of defining success, right? I mean, we were talking about the whole radio thing earlier, mm-hmm. but I mean, when you have moments like that, do you really see that that's actually what success is maybe to you? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we all want our number one or we want our song on the radio or whatever. But I think, you know, for me is to make honest music and if I can help other people and, you know, I hear stories about me or my song saving a person's life, yeah. that is the biggest thing I could ever wish for. So I, I feel like I've already gotten a number one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> is there another moment, like maybe a top moment that a fan reached out to you and told you something that just really hit you hard that your music did for them? Um, yeah. I mean, I I just kind of like said it. I, yeah. I mean, I've there's this one fan and there's been multiple that have told me and, and written me letters and all of this stuff. But there's this one girl that I did a, a video. I was on the, I went back on the voice and I sang, um, worth it. Yeah. And, uh, they said, we have a video for you that this fan wanted to, you know, she, she talked about your song and she loved you, whatever. And, and they filmed me watching her on the video. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she's young she's very young and I met her at a show a couple of months later and I'm like that's so cool I'm getting to meet you but she her stories that she would try to commit suicide and she's very young and I'm like that is just Mm. so crazy and uh she said my music has helped her get past that and and all of that stuff and I'm just like that is it, it again it's like a pinch me moment I don't really know how to say thank you or I don't, I don't even know what the right things to say it's just like to have my music do that to somebody it's it's unbelievable you're speechless literally I'm speechless yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that all right so I do want to talk about this project that I it depends on you know po- people can listen to podcasts whenever so if you're yeah. listening to this right when it came out then you still have a couple days but if you're listening to this over the weekend or a little bit later then uh you can get don't believe we met the vocals Yes. which is out December 7th. So mm-hmm. whether you're listening before or after, whatever, go listen to it or get excited. <laughs> so um, why'd you decide to do this? Um, you know, since the record was, uh, you know, it was the first record I got into songwriting and there was a lot of first for this record. And, you know, between the first one I put out after The Voice and the I Don't Believe We've Met record, there was a lot of time where I wasn't really putting out a lot. I wasn't, you know, a lot of fans were like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? You're taking forever. (laughs) Um, But in that time, I was really just like trying to figure out who I was as a person and as an artist and being so young and being thrown in an industry like this, you kind of get lost for a second. Oh, yeah. And like I said, being that age, you're still trying to figure out so much. So you're like, my mind was not even there half of the time. And my mom was with me a lot. And so it was, there was a lot that I just wanted to sit back and just kind of lay out on the table and be like, okay, who is Danielle Bradbury? And what is her music going to sound like? What does she want to say? And I had to think about a lot of that. Me and my management, my label, we all just dissected who this person was going to be. 
And so that time of me being quiet, that's what I was doing. And when it came to the second record, I got into songwriting, which was the first time. And I co-wrote seven out of 10 on the record. And I decided to talk about the most personal things ever. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, having that record has shown me a lot. And, and, you know, uh, I wanted to really point out what happened with that and what it did to me and, and, you know, the time. And so these vocals, I love when a song, you can hear all the emotion. And I I think one of my favorite things is doing something acapella. I'm always singing around my house or in my car without music. And it's just something I naturally love to do. And so we just decided to pick my three favorites on the record and, and, you know, strip it all down. And so you can really hear the emotions in the song and to kind of, celebrate the album and what it did for me so. that's a really vulnerable place to put it's yourself a very in vulnerable place <laughs> you gotta check it out okay the, i know the three ones that you did worth it human diary and potential right yes now uh when i was like re-looking at the album i was remembering that it was emily wiseman and josh uh kerr kerr <laughs> yes and uh that is a really young team very, like yeah. the three of you, that's really young. Did you ever have moments of like, oh my God, we're actually doing this by ourselves. We're like adults right now. Or did it always <laughs> feel natural? It felt natural to me. And I, I kind of liked it being young. And with them two, they are so talented. And, you know, if everybody looks Emily and Josh up, their their record is just, you know, the things they've done, you don't, you know, Josh being on Kelsey's record and mm-hmm. writing a lot of her songs. Emily has had so much success. And, you know, I feel like with us all being close to the same age, we can kind of talk on the same level and we get each other with not even saying much. And right. so I felt like me doing a record like this and having, you know, I've, I've made a close friendship with Emily and she, it made me feel more comfortable to talk about things. And she knew what was going on in that relationship I was Mm -hmm. talking about. And, you know, Josh too, I felt comfortable to tell him a lot of things. And, you know, again, it just felt very, very natural. And I I loved it that way. And when we recorded all of the songs, it was just us three in his studio. And he literally turned down all the lights, lit candles. And it was just, it was like vibe city. Oh, it was really awesome so do you feel like that's going to be the team moving forward i i hope so i hope that you know they're not busy enough and you know we can all get back together and and do something ideally that would be the team for sure i love that team so i'm I'm, I'm 100 behind it (laughs) all right so we're gonna get to your performances in just a second here but i do always like to close this out with like a reminder to anybody that might be listening to this for the first time um Women want to hear women. It's derived from a phrase that I have been told to my face. Later found out that female artists have been told to their faces plenty of times for years is that Mm -hmm. women don't want to hear women. So we're just kind of trying to reclaim that narrative because, you know, we are women and we love hearing women. So like, come on. So I I always like to ask when you hear that phrase, how do you react? Um, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that is very not true because like you said, we do love to hear each other and, you know, I mean, it's, it's just common sense because you look on social media and you hear us talk literally and, and we, we literally support each other nonstop and 24 seven. And so I feel like it's going to continue and it's only going to get stronger 
And, you know, the more we talk about it, like I said, and the more we can get guys to talk about it and just all kind of be together. I mean, that's definitely a false statement. Absolutely. I hear that, girl. All right. So if you that's it for our podcast right now. But if you want more Danielle Bradbury, we have plenty more for you. NashCountryDaily.com. She's going to be doing two performances. I think worth it, right? Yes. And also, what's your cover going to be? You're going to play it forward. So Small by Carrie Underwood. Which was your original song that you auditioned for The Voice for. Yeah. Love it. Okay. (laughs) So perfect. Go check that out. And also check out the uh, this week's Women Want to Hear Women playlist, which Danielle Bradbury has put together for you. And also, I've added some of her songs to it, too. So make sure to check that out. Out. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. I just can't wait to keep watching and seeing what you do because, girl, you're going to be a superstar. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Y'all, I gave her a bottle of wine to thank her after we wrapped, and I swear her reaction to wine solidified that she's basically my spirit animal. Lots of excitement. Love her. Thanks again, Danielle. And go check out that new project of hers. If you're listening after December 7th, that is. And also check out that playlist and performances. Again, that's on NashCountryDaily.com. Little side note, our computer had a glitch during her Carrie Underwood cover. So a little bit is missing, but most is still there. So definitely check it out. Big shout out to Janet Edbrook and Danielle's entire team for making this possible. And of course, our team, Ryan Kirshner, Brian Webb, and my partner, and crime Jim Casey but most of all thank you for listening keep tweeting us your suggestions for who you want to be featured next I'm at Elena D. Smith you can also tweet at Nash C-N-T-R-Y daily alright guys I'm out of here for now bye Westwood One Podcast Network everyone's listening 